0: Welcome to Inspired by Faith, a program with the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. This is a show to help you be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm joined each week in the studio with my friend, Emily Jaminette. We hope this show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. Well, hello, Emily, and good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's so great to be here. I think recording days are some of my favorite days because we get to be here at St. Gabriel, just surrounded by goodness and beauty and the gospel of life. You know what, isn't that true? And I'm very excited about this upcoming episode because, you know,
1: Michelle, we're privileged to be able to talk about many different topics, but the um, essential core of the gift of life, you know, the blessing of life is is always something that you can't
0: get enough of. Yeah, so today we're going to be walking with women, an invitation to live in love, being a light in the darkness with Sister Marie Veritas of the Sisters of Life. So we are delighted to be able to have one of the Sisters of Life joining us today. If you are our conference attendee, you may be familiar with their order. We had Sister Faustina Maria Pia speak at our conference a few years ago, and some of their sisters came along with her, and it was a beautiful, beautiful talk and witness And Sister Faustina has the amazing prayer, a litany of trust that I know a lot of people are familiar with, with, that uh, is a beautiful prayer to deepen your devotion to trust in Jesus. So you may be familiar, but we're going to learn a little bit more about the Sisters of Life today and this amazing new video series they've launched with the McGrath Institute.
1: You know, that video series has already inspired me, so I can't wait to um, pass that along to others.
0: Yes, so... Sister Marie Veritas was born and raised in Alberta, Canada. She was deeply moved by the beauty of the truth of God's love for the human person and experienced a profound call to consecration. She entered the Sisters of Life in 2010 after graduating from the University of Alberta with a degree in biology. She professed her final vows in 2018 and currently serves as the Community's Director of Evangelization, residing in the St. Francis de Chantel Convent in Bronx, New York. The Sisters of Life is a religious community of women founded in 1991 by Car- John Cardinal O'Connor, who took a fourth vow to who take a fourth vow to protect and enhance the sacredness of human life. Immersed in a Eucharistic prayer with a vibrant community life, their missions include caring for vulnerable pregnant women and their unborn children, inviting those wounded by abortion into the healing mercy of Jesus, fostering fostering a culture of life through evangelization, retreat works, spiritual accompaniment of college students. And upholding the beauty of marriage and family life. Wow, that's amazing. I, I want to join. Can I can I go? Yes. Well, welcome, Sister Mary Toss. Oh,
2: thank you so much, Michelle and Emily. It is such a gift to be with you.
0: It is an honor for us to have you on the show today and thank you for your witness. Thank you for your yes to to your call.
2: Oh, thank you. It's, you know, God is never done in generosity, and I just, I every day I'm like, it, it's a gift. It just gets better every day. So I'm so grateful uh, for His kindness to me.
0: <laughs> well, we gave a very formal introduction here at the beginning of the show about you, but can you share a
2: little bit about yourself, your upbringing, and your and your call to religious life? Sure, sure. You know, I, I was kind of, grew up in a kind of normal Catholic family. We went to Mass on Sundays, and so that was kind of it. But I um, experienced this call when I was like sixth grade to religious life, and I was like, no way. Like, I was so scared. I was like, I don't, wanna, I don't want to listen to that voice in my heart. So I basically pushed the call away for like ten years. Uh, But over that time, really fell in love with the Lord and and with the Church, the beauty of truth, um, largely through the witness of my parents' kind of deeper conversion. And, you know, found myself in university at a very secular school and really, uh, yeah, deeply in love with with the Eucharist and the Lord and this call to religious life kind of rising up in my heart frequently and still being afraid, still shutting it down. And then just had this moment of surrender, like, Lord, like, if this is what you want, like, okay, I'll be a sister, you know? And just this peace and this joy I had never known before, uh, just flooding me. Um, and so my friend uh, told me about the Sisters of Life after meeting them at World Youth Day Australia 2008. And uh, at first I was like, Psh, whatever, you know. <laughs> but then I uh, looked them up and realized like this is my heart and and this is where the Lord's calling me to. So I entered, um, yeah, in 2010, right after right after college. So. It's a wild and wonderful, wonderful thing, I have to say.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for that beautiful yes of yours, because it is such a witness to see what your, you and your order does.
2: Oh, praise God. Thank you. And speaking
0: of your order, you know, we said we some people are a little familiar with the Sisters of Life. And I gave, again, a little formal introduction. But can you tell us really what the day to day life of a, a Sister of Life is?
2: Sure. Yeah, so the day-to-day life, it's like the whole rhythm of our life is based on on prayer uh, in community. So um, we pray the Liturgy of the Hours, we have Holy Hour, meditation, you know, Rosary, Mass, all of that. And that's the real um, kind of backbone and skeleton of of our life. That's where all of our works flow from is that that, um, lived uh, prayer in community. Um, So we... You know, we have three meals a day. We eat every meal together. Um, we have our mornings are in silence largely, um, and then our, our apostolic work is kind of throughout that time of of uh, prayer between kind of between prayers sort of thing and flowing from prayer. So it's uh, yeah we live an intense and beautiful community life and um, uh, it's a gift it really is. Um, so everything yeah rooted in, in the Eucharist um, uh, and it's it's really awesome and it's really all about I mean our whole community is about the beauty of the human person um, and that reverence for the sacredness of every, every person made in God's image and likeness. And so that's, that's what we call the charism of life, kind of the soul of our community. Um, And it kind of colors and shapes everything that we do.
1: Oh, sister, thanks so much for joining us this morning. I know you are so busy um, and yet so purposeful in your time, as you talk about that balance between prayer and, and apostolic work, and I think for us as lay women, a lot of times we might get so busy in the doing that we forget um, times for that reflection. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could share a few words um, to us on even, you know, how you've grown in being a sister. You know, did it was were you always this grounded, or you know, were you always able to appreciate the gift of life, or do you continue to marvel more and more as you grow closer to Christ and do your apostolic work?
2: That's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> You know, I think it's it's amazing. It's like life is uh, growing, you know, and that's actually why as sisters of life, we always have white veils even after we profess. Our founder, Cardinal O'Connor, to, uh, sorry, our founder, Cardinal O'Connor, to, o- O'Connor wanted us to um to always be learning. Kind of usually the veils, uh, white veils, a sign of being a novice. But it's like we're always learning, we're always growing, and um, and I think yes, like even you know from entering till now, it's like really learning how to be. As, you're, as you said so beautifully, you know, we can get caught up in the doing, the doing, the achieving, the proving my worth by what I do, but actually it's, it's- Being has precedence over doing Um, and and learning how to be, learning how to receive God's love. Because I think for myself and I know for others, that's actually one of the hardest things um, in any vocation, but in religious life, is like receiving the Lord's love. And and I think part of growing um, in our vocations is just learning how to let go, you know, let God love us, uh, putting down the barriers um, and and really learning how to be in that love uh, and and, uh, live out of that. Um uh, and yeah, it's totally it's totally a work, you know it's totally um uh, kind of letting let, letting the Lord uh make our hearts new, and I think I've definitely seen that in my life um, uh growing in that um, but I think part of that too, and I, I think it's so important is just making times of silence in our lives um it, it's actually essential, I would say, and and encountering the Lord every day in prayer um is really i think the um kind of the source of of that
0: the key to life. I totally believe that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now you work and minister with pregnant women, women who have gone through abortions, women who are in college. You really witness to the dignity of our femininity. So I know my favorite thing every every quarter or month when it comes out to get in the mail is the imprint magazine, the Sisters of Life magazine, because it is Full of amazing, beautiful stories. And I know you have experienced some beautiful stories in your ministry. So if you would mind sharing just one thing that has touched your heart uh, working as a sister and working in the pro-life movement.
2: Sure. You know, I think, I think, again, we hear so many stories and these amazing, heroic women who come to us and really, against all odds, are choosing life for themselves and their children. And, and I just think I, I've, I've learned so much watching them in their motherhood um, and in their love and really learned what love is through watching them. And one story that comes to mind just immediately is, um, one of the women we served had, um, come from another country and she was, a, she's a professional runner. And so she was, uh, training for the New York city marathon and was hoping to win it. Actually, she was a very high level runner and she found herself pregnant unexpectedly and kind of felt like all her dreams were shattered, you know? So she, she booked, um, uh, an abortion, um, three separate times, um, and kind of wasn't able to make it the first time, you know. Then the last time, um, she found that the taxi dropped her off outside of a church, not outside of the abortion clinic, and she was confused and, you know, what was happening. And uh, this gentleman saw her said, hey, can I help you? And she kind of explained her situation, and, she said, and the gentleman said, you know, let's go talk to the Sisters of Life. So uh, he brought her to us and talked to her let, her, let her just share her story, empty her bucket, let her cry, let her share her dreams, her hopes, um, and she was really, just really, really beautiful, beautiful soul. And, uh, and she, anyway, ended up actually moving in with us in one of our convents where we have women live with us. And really just uh, such a beautiful journey. She ended up having her baby. And, you know, after, after she had her baby, she actually, um, she ran the marathon after, um, and she actually clocked her best time ever. And she said, you know, she said, because before I was running for myself, uh, she says, but now I'm running for someone else. I'm running for my daughter. And she actually gave her daughter the name, which in her dialect means history of love, because she said, you know, this is, I want to I proclaim the goodness God has done for me and, and that my whole history uh, is his love. And so I just love that story because it just really, uh, really kind of running against all odds, you know, in terms of, of what she was up against. Um, and... And again, the beautiful love and the heroic witness of these women um, who step out in faith and in and trust, and even when it's a little scary, um, and uh, yeah, choose life. It's really beautiful.
1: Sister, thank you so much for sharing that story. And, um, and as Michelle mentioned in the beginning, you do have a new video series produced by the McGrath Institute at Notre Dame called Into Life. And I was really touched um, on one of the sections on vulnerability and how you explained um vulnerability. Maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about this series and even you know, it wasn't what I expected. It was so beautiful. It yeah. really was philosophical, deep, insightful and and touched my heart as a mom of seven. I, I can't I can't tell you how grateful I was to see, you know, and remember my my moments of vulnerability as
2: well. Oh, praise God. I'm so I'm so glad that you liked it. Praise the Lord. But, yeah, vulnerability is a huge, um, a huge piece of our missions, actually. Um, and as sisters of life, like, we really um, strive to live in vulnerable love, to be as vulnerable as Christ on the cross, uh, in the Eucharist, and in the womb. You know, and it's actually by embracing our own vulnerability, you know, that, that I don't know all the answers. I don't have it all figured out. Like, I'm, I'm dependent on the Lord, you know. Um, that's actually where the source of our strength is, uh, because then it's he, it, he has to do it. You know, he has to do it. And, and it's like this radical act of trust that not only he, um, he can do it, but that he will, and that he wants to, and that he delights uh, in giving us life and love, and he delights in helping us to flourish. And so it's actually by we, what we found is by um, being able to engage our own vulnerability in our life and in our prayer, um, that actually we're able to touch, you know, the, the vulnerability of others with, with such reverence um, and such uh, gentleness, uh, because it's, it's really like, you know, we think of the Lord and his wounded side, his wounded hands and feet, right? Um, he made himself vulnerable for us. Um, and so it's actually kind of referencing another's vulnerability um, that allows them uh, to be able to be feel received, to feel known, to feel loved, uh, to know that they're beautiful, that they're good, that their life matters, uh, and and to have this confidence that if they can be received in this vulnerability, you know, that then they can uh, they can fly. You know, a woman who knows she's loved can do anything. So yeah, just it's a, it's an incredible power actually, uh, vulnerability, and uh, you know, kind of contrary, I think, to what. Uh, the world often can tell us, there's a, a real power and beauty in leaning into it uh, with and in the Lord uh, and letting Him work His marvels uh, in us.
0: So Into Life is a 12-part video series. It's found at intolifeseries.com. It's totally free, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit, you know, what was the basis for creating these videos? Who should be watching them? What is the objective of, of watching these beautiful Into Life videos?
2: Sure. So we really wanted to share kind of uh, our heart and kind of how we've been walking with women and training with women, and we thought it might help uh, a lot of people in kind of understanding. Uh, but also, too, I think a lot t- a lot of times the pro-life movement has really been caught in kind of polemics and slogans and um, just a lot of uh, misunderstanding. Um, and so really wanted to actually uh, voice and um, kind of give, articulate, you know, the not just pro-life, not just issue, like issue-based stuff, but that, that pro-life is actually this integrated look at the human person in, as a whole, right? Um, it's not a necessarily totally a political issue, woman's issue. It's actually about life, love, um, and, and again, this integrated look at, at the human person made in God's image. And so um, what we wanted to do is just really walk people through what it looks like to accompany a woman into life and what that means. Um, and what her heart needs, and what what she's going through. So really, learning how to dialogue with another, to be in solidarity with another, to understand another. And so I think this this uh, series is really great for anyone. It's really designed for anyone. <laughs> um, partly because it's first, our first goal was that others. Uh, sorry, our first goal is that those who watch might experience the gift of their own life. Um, and then, in a particular way, it is for those who are involved in the pro-life movement, or who are not involved but interested or curious. Um, and actually, just anyone who's um, you know any parish group, um, youth group, college student group, uh, who kind of just wants to learn more about about truly the heart of a woman who's pregnant. So I, I do encourage uh, I do encourage anyone to to partake, um, and and hopefully they will.
0: And it comes with group study questions, which Emily and I know as writing women's studies. So when you do these things in groups with other women or other men, it is a beautiful experience of growth in your faith and that sharing aspect is so important.
2: It really is. And I think that was really the emphasis in terms of writing these study guides uh, to partner with the, the video series, because we know that people, like, we're made for community, and actually being able to discuss these things and pray with each other in community really draws new things out, brings things to life. And so they are, well, the videos can be watched individually. individually. They're actually designed uh, to be watched kind of in, in small groups or in community and to be talked about with the, with a study guide, if you know, if that's possible. Uh, and it's, I think it's it's going to be powerful. So...
1: I think we all have room for growth in our love for the human person because we're made in the image and likeness of God, don't we, sister? Amen. So I think that these videos are, you know, they're not just for people that are considering abortion. I think um even myself as a mom of seven, like I mentioned, you know, I am different when I reflect on the beauty of life mm-hmm. and even just um all that God does each and every yeah. day. So it's it's something that shouldn't just be, you know, for the the little pro life group in your parish, but it's really an opportunity if you're part of a faith sharing group, maybe, you know, take a break and, mm-hmm. and do something like this and then also share your story. Cause your story, we all have a story to tell about how the Lord's led us closer um to his heart and, and to healing and forgiveness and and this culture wounds us, but yet Christ heals us. So thank yes. you, sister, for, for this
0: amazing series. Oh, thank you. And I think for me I think I was so deeply impacted by, it was so full of truth and beauty, like couldn't help being uplifted. And I I, I was re-watching some of the videos yesterday again, and the initial video talked about our own dignity, goodness, and belovedness, and the sister talking said, so many women do not know and believe in this. Mm -hmm. They say our worth comes from what we can do, produce, or achieve, but the human person is made for love and we are not meant to be used. If Mm -hmm. we stake our lives on what the world considers important, we end up being wounded by our own decisions or the decisions of others. And this can lead us to think we don't matter. Mm. So if you can reflect a little bit on your thoughts on that, sister, because that is really truly what so many women and men struggle with, that we don't matter. And we base our worth on not that we are beloved sons and daughters of God.
2: Right. It's so true. And I think it's kind of the big lie that we can believe and get caught up in, right? Especially, you know, especially when, again, we've been hurt by others or when we've sinned and we, we kind of start defining by ourselves by, by our sins, right, or our mistakes. And, you know, we can feel there's no hope for us or that we're not good, or, or ultimately we can even feel like we're unlovable, you know, which is a deep, deep suffering. Um, and it's like the Lord wants to speak truth into that. You know, like, you are not, as John Paul II said, you are not the sum of your weaknesses and failures. You're the sum of the Father's love, you know, and your real capacity to become images of His Son. And it's like, that's the truth. That's the truth. It's like, His love and mercy tells us who we are, right? There's no sin or darkness bigger than His love or mercy. Nothing. Nothing. And, and we can rest in that. Um, and we can rest in that we are His beloved sons and daughters, you know, and nothing can change that. Nothing we have done or will do will change that. Will change his love for us. Um, and I think it's so important to remember, be, remember, because yes, it's easy to, you know, easy, especially in the world with with all of this social media and stuff we hear on the news it's easy to to get discouraged or depressed about about ourselves or who we are or compare ourselves to others and and feel kind of despair over that um but actually no it's like look look at his look into his gaze look at his eyes um look look at how he looks at you you know sometimes it's good to ask lord how do you see me Lord, how do you love me? You know, let him speak his truth uh, to you, uh, he who is the truth. Um, and I think that's so important, uh, so important what you're saying, because I think that's uh, something that's really kind of plaguing, plaguing our hearts uh, and minds right now. Uh, so to remember that, that, yes, I am sacred, I am loved. Um, he loves me, and nothing can change that.
0: Well, you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio with Emily Jaminette today. And today we're talking with Sister Veritas about Walking with Women, an invitation to Life and Love, and the new video series they produce called Into Life.
1: You know, one of the quotes that really touched my heart, sister, is, this is God's work, not about what I can and cannot do. He wants to work through us broken instruments. Our wounds and our failures do not prohibit us, sister. Isn't that so true? A lot of times, we all feel unworthy, and mm-hmm. you know, we don't know where to begin in those first steps of even changing our heart from maybe a a very pro you know we call it pro-choice or pro-abortion feeling to you know allowing the gospel of life impact our hearts. Maybe you could share with our listeners a few a few words on this powerful quote that you know it's mm-hmm. not about us, right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It's so Yeah, it's so true, because I think as you're saying, we can sometimes feel like we're not enough, or we can feel that we're too much, or we can feel like, oh, I must be an obstacle to God's plan, or like all these things, right, we can think about. But actually, no, it's like He chooses you. Right, your, you know, our wounds and our failures don't disqualify us from his, his work and his love, right? And and your love is so unique, so unrepeatable. No one can replace you, you know. No one can replace your love in his heart or in the world. Um, and I think that's something really important to remember and to lean into. Um, that it's like yes, giving him permission to work through my unique and unrepeatable heart is so important, and to know that you know what our sins or obstacles don't need to, or sorry our sins and our failures don't need to be obstacles uh, to His love and mercy, it's they can actually be. We can we can ask Him that they become platforms, right, um, to to the, be you know radiant wounds, radiant witnesses of His life. Um, and so yes, it's it's not about. I think we can sometimes feel that we have to like figure it out or like kind of white knuckle it or it's all on me. And actually, He never says that anywhere in the Bible or anything like that. You know, He 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 says you know. You know, come to me, all you who labor, right? And our burden, um, I will give you rest. You know, let let me do it. Let me do it. Let me carry you. Let me shine through your unique heart, right? Um, and so, really, it's about giving Him permission, giving Him permission in our life. Uh, and I think it's uh, you know putting the primacy on prayer, on His grace, um, and and trusting actually that He not only um, can work through us, but that He wants to.
0: Amen to that. And it is true. We can, if we allow the Lord to love us and work through us and he will show us mm-hmm. where to take those next steps. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, sister, it has been such a delight having you on the show today. Thank you so much for giving us your, a few moments of your time. Can you just share before you go where the, our listeners can find more about the Sisters of Life and uh, this video series?
2: Yes. Um, If you are looking for the Sisters of Life, we have a website, sistersoflife.org. Anyone you know who uh, is pregnant and needs help, um, or anyone who has suffered after abortion, uh, to come to know the mercy and healing of Jesus, uh, please tell them to look up uh, sistersoflife.org. And for the video series, Into Life, um, you can go to intolifeseries.com. And all the videos are there for free uh, for your watching, as well as the the study study guides. So please know of our prayers uh, for you.
0: Well, thank you. Do you, you speak at conferences, sister? We might have to have you out.
2: Yes, <laughs> I do. Many, many of our sisters do. I, I as well. So great. Yeah, did you speak at good. the
0: Wisconsin Women of Christ? I did. I yes. knew. I knew. Elizabeth told me all about you. She said you were amazing. Oh, praise God! <laughs>
2: it was great to be out there.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining uh, us, sister. And God bless your work. And we will be praying for you as well. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Know my prayers. God bless thank you. Thank you, sister. God bless. Thank Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye bye.
1: Oh, what a beautiful soul. I, what a beautiful gift um, being able to have her. And, you know, to have her on the line, people don't understand like, sister's busy. You know, she's, yes, she's director not. of evangelization. Yeah. You listen to her three meals a day of community, all of that prayer. And then, you know, this was a major, you know, gift that we
0: got to, you know, speak to her. I'm, I'm just really touched. Yes. I did not think I was going to get an answer when I sent a request for an interview. So I was over the moon to be able to have her on. So we are so blessed to have this. And I hope that if you're just tuning in, that you definitely check out Into Life, the video series, just Google it. It is amazing. It will, I have been just popping in my headphones and I'm doing the dishes and I just keep my phone like tucked up against my microwave so I can watch and listen. And they are absolutely amazing. And in this world, like sister said, it's been so politicized, but this is all about truth and beauty and goodness and your heart will be so uplifted
1: and i think you're going to be renewed in your vocation especially if you're a wife and mom and you're feeling a little bit burnt out you know this is where the kind of sources that we need to go to be renewed. So even if you are not considering this a r- religious vocation or even thinking about starting a pro-life group, this video series is for everyone. Absolutely.
0: I love the one comment I loved on there. If you're a gentleman out there listening, it said, the one thing a woman desires most is for her husband or her partner to say how good of a mother she is. So if you are in a relationship, you tell, tell your wife how good of a mother she is and that is the most important thing. Well, we have to end here, Emily. So let's close in player. We have just a short, Portion of the litany of trust we're going to do today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus.
1: From the anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus.
0: From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus. From
1: resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus.
0: From the fear of being asked to give more than I have, deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, deliver me, Jesus. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me, Jesus, I trust in you.
1: That not knowing what tomorrow brings and the invitation to lean on you,
0: Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering, Jesus, I trust in you.
1: That your plan is better than anything else, Jesus, Jesus, I I trust trust in in you.
0: you. Thank you for joining us. For Inspired by Faith, we hope you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit ColumbusCatholicWomen.com. And to hear more about Emily and my work, be sure to check out InspireTheFaith.com.